It's time for Valley Edition, a weekly panel discussion on current issues in the Matsu Valley, moderated by Mike Malewski. Mike Malewski here at Big Cabbage Radio in Palmer, Alaska. Who's on the line? Well, hi, this is David Cheatham calling from 75 Degrees. 75 Degrees? David, it sounds like you're, you're, you're sitting in the sun outside of our studio, but I know that's not true. Where, where is that 75 Degrees located? Uh, it's Paines Prairie State Park in, near Gainesville. Okay. A couple odd things about me being here. One is that I drove. <laughs> I can ride my bike. Okay. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the traffic in Florida is different than the traffic in Alaska. Oh, tell you us about that. it. Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us there, what. There there are more people on the road. <laughs> and there are bigger trucks. And and so I'm on the C-Lane Road and my rental HR, what, what is it? HRV, HBO, something hybrid. Okay. Hybrid. Okay. Uh, and, of course, the. The, the new cars beep at you when, when you're near anybody else, right? Yep. And uh, so I, it's it's a little more stressful than riding a bike. But I, but, I, I tell me, to tell me, David, how many moose have you seen? <laughs> I the the moose report is is going to be kind of boring. Right. Okay. I think, so for I think, uh, John Robertson has no uh, nothing to fear about the competition here. Okay. So, David Chisholm, for listeners who have forgotten how quickly we forget sometimes or, or don't, don't understand, what you've done in the past, what you've done in the past is you've, you've taken, after uh, considerable training, considerable training here in Alaska, you did, a, you did a bike trip from St. Louis all the way to Astoria, roughly, Oregon. Right. That long trip, et cetera. And then you follow that up after a brief respite. You did, a, did another trip starting out in Mobile, Alabama, and you went north up into Kentucky, was it? Through Kentucky, Dayton, Ohio. And I would have gone farther, but I, I had, a, had a meeting with the sidewalk in my wrist, and, and that cut that trip short. But, so this summer, I'm going to take a, a parallel route up the East Coast. I really want to do some bike riding in Florida, but I, as I was looking at it, and I was realizing my start date was right around spring break. I just had a feeling I wasn't going to, and, and, and I, I bared it out. I, I did the research, and, and there just weren't very many campsites available. Okay, um, right. On the coast, on the on the east coast of Florida. So I, I moved it up. I'm going to start in Jacksonville. I came down to see my brother in St. Pete, and, and, and I'm going to go up. My my bike is at a bike shop in Jacksonville, mailed it down there, and I'm going to pick it up there and start and work my way up to Savannah and, and Charleston and up Washington, D.C., and Boston, and then... And then Maine. I might have skipped a few spots. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. There's there's some uh, there's some places in between there. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about where do you think in Maine you're going to finish up? Mount Katahdin or or, or where? Uh, Bath, Maine. Bath, Maine. Uh, yeah. Okay, that'll be on the coast. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You'll be you'll be doing that now. Inquiring minds 
I'm sure want to know, when you, when you planned the first trip, you, you had an intention. The second trip, you had another intention. And now this third trip, you had a third intention. What motivated you to do the two first ones and, and leave Alaska uh, to actually ride a bike those many miles? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I love riding in Alaska, and, and I, I plan this trip, so I'll be back early in the summer so I can do some, some riding in Alaska. But I, I am gravitating towards, towards history and learning about history, learning about history, that, the little nooks and corners of, of history that they certainly didn't teach when I was growing up, and, and now there's a move to kind of bury it around the, around the country. And, and so I just feel like in these last few rides, especially, I, I wanted to focus on on pieces of history that that might get lost again. So that's why even before I start the ride, I wanted to go and come here, and then tomorrow I'm going to go to Rosewood, Florida. And this is a, a site. And I grew up in Florida, and, and nobody talked about this. Nobody knew the African-American community near Sumner. And they, there was one drifter that, they said assaulted a, a white woman, and you know when a when a white man assaults a woman, that man is, is guilty. But when a when a black man assaults or even is accused of assaulting a white woman, the, the whole race is, is is guilty. And and so this this mass of of, of terrorists from uh, it's about two and a half miles from from Rosewood, and, and every black person they saw they killed and they, they ran into the town of Rosewood and killed the, some people say they, they killed nine people and some people say they killed 150 people and, and <laughs> that's a big right big, and right estimate there was one building that was owned by a, a, a white person and he sheltered as many of his neighbors as he could they all ran into that house and and that's the only building that still stands today. They didn't tear down. They didn't burn down that building. Okay. Anyway, so I wanted to go see that and, and, and kind of pay homage to it. And so I'm going to visit that okay. tomorrow. And then, and then next Wednesday, I'll, on Thursday, I'll pick up the bike. And, and next week, I'll, I'll start riding on a bicycle and so so let, let's let's uh, just recap to make sure people understand. The first trip that you took was following uh, essentially the trail uh, that Lewis and Clark blazed. Right. And these yeah, this the river. Yeah. and the second one was following a portion of the underground railroad. <laughs> and and yeah. this one this one now does it have a similar thematic quality once you start or uh, tell us about that. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, there, there will be places, and in, in, in some sense, it's a continuation of of some of the things I learned in, on the Underground Railroad trail. Because the, the the Underground Railroad wasn't like Lewis and Clark. There isn't one trail. This just happens to be a route that the uh, Adventure Cycling Association curated ah, okay. um, for historical areas. You know, this one's going to take me through Jamestown, and, and, and so it's it's continuing the theme of, of African-American history, but, but not, not just locked into that. I'm, I'm doing a lot of, I'm carrying a copy of, of On the Nature of Things by Lucretius. Ah. And, uh, I'm going to do some, I plan to write a series of letters to Lucretius and, and talk about 
America and, and see how much he might understand. He, he died in 50 B.C., so he probably won't understand much. But. Got it. Got it. <laughs> well, so, David, David Chisholm, we hope to be able to catch up with you along this trail and give some reports. I know people are interested. They were certainly interested in following along what you had accomplished before. Here's a, a, another real question, because I think that some of the listeners at this point are saying, hmm, what, what would I like to do on a bike that might be similar? But first of all, David, what did you learn about bikes and your body, if you will, over the last two rather lengthy trips? Oh, gosh. You learn a lot about your body on a, on a bike and, and its limitations, but you also you learn a lot about joy and, and um, just celebration of life. And, and so, yeah, on the last trip, as I, you're probably tired of hearing me say it, you, Mike, anyway, but, but I realized even though the hills in Alaska are, are dramatic and long on the roads there up in Hatcher Pass and whatever, they didn't prepare me for the, the hills in Kentucky, which were maybe shorter but steeper, and, and I found them uh, more challenging. And, and, I, and I thought, you know, oh, I can ride a Hatcher Pass. I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, I could. I mean, I, I made it, so that was good. Good training, but but I was surprised and a little naive about what it involves to do these short steep hills and then just have a short rest going downhill before the next short steep hill shows up. Right, right. A whole wave of them. Now, how long does it take you to say become accustomed? I know you prep by doing some writing ahead of time. But then I'm, I'm thinking as you go some days into it, you, you might begin to say, okay, I'm, I'm up on a new plateau of my own physicality to be able to, to ride wherever I am. How long does it take you on a, on a trip to, to adjust that way? Oh, I think, well, this is kind of a nice setup because unlike the last trip, started out with the hills um, or, or very quickly. It was a little bit of flat thing, but, but this I have, a couple of weeks of, of relatively flat terrain that I'm going to get used to. But the thing I, I think is, is because I'm the slowest bike rider in town, and I, I, I think the trick for me is to force myself to go even slower than I want to go at the beginning of the day, and maybe two-thirds of it go slower than I want to go, and then the last third I go faster than I want to go. The question of pacing yourself. Right. 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 But it, hopefully it has helped that I did some indoor riding over the winter. Okay. Now, yeah. now you, you have obviously a bike that you ride, and I think listeners would be interested in knowing how has that bike that you're using evolved? Is it still the same bike? Have you changed it in any way? What was the learning there? It's the same bike. It's a, it's a, a track. I think it's 520. It's a steel bike, which is nice, which, which means that because there was a uh, crock in the weld there, and they were able to, the, the bike shop in town was able to find someone to to do a spot weld and fix that up for this trip. But when I get back, track will, they, they guarantee their, their ah, bike. So, so they're okay. going to replace the frame for me, which is really nice. Very good. And, you yeah. know, before I left, at the timing didn't work out. But, you know, the bells and whistles, I got a, a dynamo. The original bike and i think this they've they've improved in over the years but had the spokes and the wheels were a little weak so i had a i, I changed out the, 
the wheels at one point got stronger, especially the back wheel, which is the spokes are breaking a lot on the first trip and didn't have anything break last time and little things like that. So so you were camping, yeah, and are, are you still, uh, do you still have your gear on your bike or do you have a small trailer? I, I'm carrying the gear on my bike. Sometimes in Alaska, I'll use the trailer. Right. I don't know which is better, but for when you're flying down, I didn't want to mess with Ah, right. Flying of course. Trailer down. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And I think that the, the, the nice thing about the, the panniers is that you get an organized system and you always know where everything is. Right. Right. What what about what about the camping gear that you're with? Have you evolved that over time from your original? Way too much evolution there. <laughs> I finally settled on a tent that I like. It's a Durston two-person tent that used track tracking poles. And it's it's, uh, it's about a little over two pounds, and, and all the other tents I have are are heavier. But this is it, it's very light and it's very roomy. It's bigger than than just about any other two person tent I've ever had. So I can fit all my gear inside the tent and do a roll around with my nightmares and. and uh, <laughs> Well, now, now let's go back a bit to the actual route itself. You have in the past tended to, to go on some bike trails that uh, exist, uh, but also on, on roadways that uh, tend to be not the main big super divided highway. Is that what you're going to be able to do going up toward Maine? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Of course, the East Coast is a lot more populated than any other place I've, I've been, so I don't know what the traffic is going to be like. I think from the the I think the sketchy part is looks like it's going to be Georgia. Oh really? It looks oh. like the roads and, and, and Highway 17 in Georgia. The the, the the maps kind of steer me away from Highway 17 whenever they can. But there are a couple of spots where they join and 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 then in the narrative on the maps they just say don't ride during heavy traffic because you've got that the rump the, the the shoulder that you do have is a rumble strip. So you oh. So, uh, and basically what I do on those things is, is I ride when I can, and then I just get off and walk when I have to. And or, But the other thing is just avoid the busy times of day. Sure, sure. Yeah. Mike Malewski here at Big Cabbage Radio in Palmer, Alaska, and I'm speaking with David Cheesem, who's on yet another lengthy bike trip, this case going from uh, the north of Florida up into Maine, the coast of Maine. Uh, do you have some idea of the number of miles that will be? I think I think I remember counting, oh, it was 1,200, but I think I cut, that was before I cut off the last leg, so it was probably, probably less than 1,000 miles at the time, but we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get a better market picture of it later. You know, and and that's a remarkable uh, comparison because we know if if someone is looking from, oh, say Seward up to oh, even Fairbanks and roughly the center of the state, we're talking over five hundred miles. And yet, yeah, what what you're doing going from the state of Florida through a number of states and and places around Washington D.C. and Pennsylvania and New Jersey and and so on Connecticut uh, Massachusetts and up there to Vermont or New Hampshire and Maine it's it's like oh you're crossing a, a huge number of different different culture zones if you will and and populations making uh, yeah this is a very different circumstance yeah 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 it's and and very 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 humbling though because I'm I'm doing 
doing what what your super bike races might do in a week or less. I'm doing in three months. So right, I right. I don't want to make any claims to being a big star athlete. <laughs> right, but you do have experience, and experience is sometimes yeah. a thing to, to thing to share. So as we're finishing up here, David, I, I'm curious what you uh, would say to uh, budding bike riders who would contemplate a lengthy trip. What, what kind of preparation and what, what do they have to do to get ready to do something like that, whether it's a couple hundred miles or a couple thousand? Well, I, and that's the thing. And I, and I thank my, my wife, Melissa, for for this, when when I first started about the idea, she said, "Well, you better do some short trips in Alaska before you commit to one of these long trips." And and, and I learned so much from doing a, a you know a short ride to, to Seward, or you can even do a, a ride to, to Girdwood and camp there and, and back and and just get a feel for it first. And then the other thing is, is go online and join the Adventure Cycling Association and read their publications where they write about, where people write about their adventures and experiences. And, and then, of course, they're the a great source for maps, either digital or physical or both. Just a great organization, the, the Adventure Cycling Association. Well, David, we wish you well, and looking forward to hearing uh, reports along the way. And it sounds like you've prepped for this, and, it, and I'm sure there are many listeners saying, that would be interesting to ride along with David for a while, but maybe not the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. And, okay. uh, I'll enjoy uh, keeping, keeping in touch with you, and, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Yep, stay well. You've been listening to Valley Edition, a weekly panel discussion on current issues in the Matsu Valley, moderated by Mike Malewski. Valley Edition is a production of Radio Free Palmer, recorded at our studios in Palmer, Alaska. The views and opinions of hosts or guests do not necessarily represent those of Radio Free Palmer, this station, or its underwriters. If you have any comments or questions about this program, email manager at radiofreepalmer.org.